You are listening to Rebel Femme Podcast. Salons are a scary place, episode six. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host, Morella Manelli. And I'm Yudera Munoz. We spend a lot of time servicing women behind the chair in our pink hair salon. And believe it or not, we know more than we sometimes want to know about what goes on in our clients' lives. In this podcast, we are going to get real and raw. Tune in as we have honest conversations about women's issues, beauty, life, and everything super random. No topic is off limits. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Wow. 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 Is that how we're starting this today? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I had to change it up from the usual. <laughs> Welcome back to our podcast. Hi. <laughs> today we're going to be discussing some scary things we've been seeing in our industry, specifically in salon or just beauty industry. Dun, dun, dun. That's going to be your sound effect forever. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> so we actually got some feedback from several of you guys saying that you couldn't tell the difference between who was talking. So this is Morella, and I'm going to try my hardest to, you know, say... Hey, Yadira, why don't you tell us this? And then Yadira will do the same. So hopefully you guys will be able to just distinguish our voices a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm still trying to wake up. <laughs> Yadira and I had a very long salon day yesterday. and we It was are, a long week. We are recovering. Our bodies are recovering. And we're, we're switching it up a little bit, too, because we're actually face-to-face this time. Which isn't awkward at all. Nope. <laughs> I mean, that's how normally people d- like talk, but we have like not the usual podcast set up right now, so we are sharing one mic versus having know. one of our own. Yeah, so we, we might as well get used to this, because eventually we will get our own mics. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to be discussing uh, basically three specific things, so... Uh, We wanted to talk about the oh-so-popular vampire facial, and if you don't know what that is, we're definitely going to be diving deep into that, but um, just to give you like a little sneak peek of that topic, it's going to be all about the two HIV cases regarding the vampire facial. Uh, The next one was the scalping in Texas. (gasps) That one. That one was gnarly. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about that one because that one was hands down done in a salon. I still don't get it though. After all the research, I don't understand. Yeah, so we're definitely gonna dive into that. And then what was the last one? Strokes. Oh, strokes in the salon and how you can get them getting a shampoo, a simple shampoo. So we're gonna. Well, all of these are simple things, and then you just end up with (laughs) (laughs) the worst possible case scenario. Holy shit. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about the vampire facial. So, Yudira, why don't you tell us what you... She did all the research on this, and I'm just kind of looking at this paper. I know little brief things about it, but why don't you recap kind of, I guess, a story of what happened. Okay, so two people were diagnosed with HIV after receiving service in a New Mexico spa. They visited the spa between May and September 2018, and they believe the virus was received from mishandling of the needles used for the service because the two patients have the same strain of the virus. Oh, wow. Okay, so I didn't even know that 
there were necessarily like a strain of HIV that they could like detect to one person. Yeah, that there was different ones. I, I never knew that either. Okay, so this was at a, done at a spa. Yeah. So it was at a medical spa. Was there? Do you know if there was a doctor on site? Or it did not look like it was a medical spa. It just looked like it was a regular old spa. Okay, so that's problem number one. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fucking disgusting because if they can't, if they're mishandling needles, yeah, they're probably mishandling a bunch of other Everything stuff else. too. Oh. <laughs> that's all on your skin. <laughs> so the difference between like a medical spa versus a regular spa is that when you go to a spa, I think of like Burke Williams or like, you know, you go get a massage. Maybe you're going to go, you know, in the jacuzzi, a steam room, sauna, facial, body waxing, that type of stuff. Yeah. A medical spa is more invasive. You're going to have... So there's a difference between estheticians and aestheticians. I don't know if that's the correct... Uh, pronunciation, but there's a difference in spelling. Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, an aesthetician is, and I, excuse me if I'm saying it wrong, but th- those typically work with the medical dermato- dermatologist, yeah. Okay. So, someone who's a medical professional, and an esthetician is someone who works in a spa or a salon. Or a salon, yeah. So, they, they can do like, you know, body waxing and all that kind of stuff. So, that's that's kind of just a brief overview of I guess maybe consumer too doesn't even know that there's a difference between a spa and a medical spa, but if if anything is pertaining to blood, that should only be handled by a physician. Yeah, like that's a, something you get done at, at a dermatologist's office. Yeah, hands down, not at a regular <laughs> old spa. This is where you went wrong, people. Yeah. So in case you're wondering what a vampire facial is. And there's a there's actually a different name for it. Um, PRP I, treatments. What do you know about PRP? It's platelet rich plasma. Okay, platelet rich plasma, aka vampire facial, is done when a licensed medical provider, not a cosmetologist or an esthetician, <laughs> someone who went to school for 600 hours, a licensed medical provider extracts small amounts of your own blood. And then they inject it into your skin or face. <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't seen what that looks like, it's pretty gnarly, but I've heard there's like really great results from it. Yeah. So the blood is extracted and then it go- undergoes a spinning process to separate the plasma, which is injected back by puncturing the skin using a micro needle. That just sounds so painful. Yeah. So I had a client that recently that got micro needling. Oh, really? And it didn't involve the blood or anything, but uh, she got the micro-needling. Uh, and it basically, I know it's supposed to, like, boost collagen yeah. production. Because the older you get, once you pass your 30s, you're going to lose the production of collagen. Um, you lose elasticity. And then it just gets worse and worse from there as you get older. <laughs> it so, all goes downhill. <laughs> absolutely. So the micro-needling is supposed to, like, enhance that. But the micro-needling is also kind of, like, opening up your skin which i don't know exactly what the plasma does oh okay so you wrote down here it's said to stimulate collagen which i said mm-hmm. which i think the microneedling alone does that yeah the new blood supply and vessels and even hair follicles 
So it's going to help um, stimulate blood supply. And so is that good for like? I guess it's just plucking like back I have up the skin. Yeah. Red. So it was good blood for um, redness, uh, wrinkles, and I can't remember what else. So to make the skin tighter and smoother. Yeah. Okay. So the treatment is around $1,300 and made popular by Kim Kardashian. But you know what? I read somewhere recently that she, that she regretted regrets it. Yeah. yeah. Why? You, I, I think I, because the process was so painful. Mm, yeah, I don't know if I would like that. I know they put numbing cream on you. I'm like, but does, well, okay. I can see that totally working just because. I've never had numbing cream on my body, so I don't know if that shit even works. It does to a certain point, but you can still feel it. And I would imagine that your face is way more sensitive than the rest of your body, mm -hmm. that you would still be able to feel some sort of pain. Have you had numbing cream on your body before for, like, your tattoos or anything? Yeah. So the one on my rib cage, I believe she put numbing cream on it because I knocked out while she was tattooing me. Like, knocked out from the pain or knocked out you were sleeping because you were tired? I was sleeping because I was laying down and I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I felt no pain. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's nap time. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. That's like the perfect client right there. <laughs> okay. So I actually kind of wanted to try it, but now this whole story is like freaking me out. <laughs> okay. So there have been hundreds of published medical research papers and trials that suggest that the platelet-rich plasma treatments have been effective in treating some sports injuries, acne, eczema, and other skin conditions. So that's really interesting. Yeah. So that's cool. Okay, so you, Derek, want you to go over, I guess, is it safe? So it <laughs> is safe if it is done by a qualified medical professional who handles blood all day long without serious problems and the procedure is even safer since it's done with the patient's own blood. But done improperly, people can be killed by cross-contamination, which is what we are seeing now. Yucky. <laughs> which is it's, it's super sad because I was reading a lot of the articles and they did interview the woman who got HIV. No, oh. that was doing the, the practitioner, I guess. And she was saying that she would open every needle in front of her clients. But that doesn't mean that it's sterile. That's still freaking gross. Yeah, yeah that's true. It doesn't mean it's sterile. Because I know sometimes, and again, I can see this in a regular spa. They're probably like, oh, we can just put it in that UV lamp thing and sterilize it. <laughs> but a needle's not going to work the same way. You no. have to dispose of the needle each time. And when you're using that um, autoclave is what it's called. So if you're using the autoclave, you can disinfect and then basically repackage everything. So just because you're reopening or opening up a brand new or you quote unquote brand new needle. It doesn't mean that it's completely sterile. Correct. <laughs> okay. So the spot in question was closed in September of last year. Thank God. I would close that shit down too. Yeah. Wait, where was this again? New Mexico. In Albuquerque, New, New Mexico. Okay. Thank God we're like super far from that. <laughs> All of these are out of California. <laughs> Except for. Except for the. The stroke. The stroke one. Yeah. yeah. That was in San Diego. Yeesh. I mean, it's not to say that it can't happen here either. But. Yeah. Okay. So the spawn question was closed in September 
um, love last year after inspectors identified practices that could potentially spread blood-borne infections such as HIV, hepatitis B, and C to clients. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like that's going to be our reaction to like all of these things. Our faces I are going to look exactly the same <laughs> to reading everything. So um, what happened to the people that did they like contact the people that no they haven't interviewed the two that have the hiv strains they just said that they did contact all the other clients of the salon and more than 100 of them have already been tested and they're clear okay dude disgusting yeah holy crap okay (laughs) so anything else we're gonna add to this vampire facial do your research. <laughs> yeah, do your research. And, I mean, you can go on Yelp, but Yelp isn't going to tell you really if they're a sanitary place to work. Make sure that they're a licensed medical professional. Do their research on, the, you know, the physician. Physician, I'm going to really emphasize that word. Yeah. Doing this um, facial. Because really anyone who's handling blood. That should be a physician. Yeah, absolutely. Hands down. What else? You could always look up somebody's state board, like oh, all yeah. their things, like if they have any fines or any delinquencies in their licenses, you can totally check up an establishment and a person. Absolutely. And it, um, I know in the state of California, you can go on the state board of, uh, is this, well, it's not state board of equalization. State <laughs> board of barbers and cosmetology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all it's not, it's not just the barbering and cosmetology because the state board licenses you know nurses doctors kind of everybody oh that's right so you can go on the state board website and then you can look up the medical professional actually by their first and last name you don't even necessarily need their license number and it will give you their address it will give you any write-ups they've had if they've had any dings um, you know, or if their licensees has even been revoked. Because there's been cases of just, Where, like, doctors yeah. shouldn't even be practicing. Without their license. Like, yeah. And it's such a simple thing. You have the information at your fingertips. So it's like, why not go ahead and just take five seconds and look it up? Yeah. So, yeah, definitely do that. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on to the scalping of Texas. I really wanted to talk about this one because it's really hot on the press. It's like... My palms are sweaty just from thinking about it. Holy crap. Okay, I have so much to say about the scalping in Texas. (laughs) Okay, so let's go ahead and give you a recap, everybody, what this scalping is called. Okay, so this actually made me mad (laughs) researching because this was so much user error that it was client error as well. Like, come on, people. <laughs> it's bleach. Bleach is bleach. It eats away at everything. <laughs> so a Houston woman claims she went to a salon to get highlights, but left with third-degree burns on her scalp. There is literally a picture of her, if you can find the uncensored one, <laughs> <laughs> holding up. She's pulling on her hair, like, in the midsection of her, the top of her head, and she's holding her hair at the root, and you can see the flap of her scalp just go up. And it's like a good... You don't think it's a skin graft? It was like <laughs> raw and Your bloody face. underneath. <laughs> it looked like somebody chewed up her scalp. 
Okay, so the details. Okay, so this is this is what we read on the internet. Okay, so we looked up several websites uh, just to really dig down deep and confirm. And this is an ongoing investigation and lawsuit. And this, so basically, here's here's the gist here. Okay, done in Texas. That part doesn't matter because this is again stylist to Can client anywhere. Can happen anywhere. <laughs> and this was actually done in a hair salon by a licensed professional. So the stylist applied Pravana Pure Light Powder Lightener to the woman's hair. And the woman says that the stylist told her that she could leave for five minutes to pick up her daughter at home. With the lightener still on her head. Okay, so let's just go ahead and stop right there. (laughs) Let's just stop at that (laughs) sentence right there. Uh, Why? (laughs) I think it takes you five minutes to go pee in a bathroom at the salon. Exactly. Let alone grab your bag and your keys, get in your car, buckle the, buckle yourself in, turn on the car, drive down the street, maybe hit a few red lights, right? And each red light takes about, what, 30 to 45 seconds to turn green. And then you're going to go home, right? I'm super breaking this down. I am breaking this down because I literally thought about this. I was like, this bitch is fucking crazy. Five minutes to go pick up your daughter at home? There's no way. Did you live across the street? <laughs> <laughs> it probably would have been faster if you lived across the street. Could have walked there. This is, how this old is, is this child? Because I know it takes more than five minutes to wrangle up a child. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How old is this child? Could this child have been stayed at home? Like, did she really need to be picked up? And if so, why didn't someone who ever dropped her off at home couldn't have brought her to the salon? I mean, there's so many like questions I have. Yeah. But five minutes, like no. There's no way. That's number one. Okay, so we could go ahead and move (laughs) on. So okay, and then the other thing is too, why would the stylist tell you tell your your her client that she could leave? Yeah. There's no way in hell. That I would let my client leave with the salon bleach. with any product, period, on their hair. None. Not even color. Mm-mm. Nothing at all. Because the moment that they step out of your salon, that, that's considered a liability. Because exactly. you don't know what the, the what ifs. Because like, I know so many styles that are like, oh, I'm just going to put your roots <clears throat> on. And then the client wants to go home and wash out their own color. Uh-uh. No. You don't ever do that. Because number one, your client could go take a shower at home. And then claim that the color, even though it's done oxidizing and it's done doing its job, the color got into their eyes in the shower, and now all of a sudden it is your fault. It is your fault that the color got in their eyes in their shower at their house. So no, you're never leaving. And if you do leave my salon with color on, I'm going to make a police report. (laughs) (laughs) So it is set on file that you left without me finishing the service. So I am not health liable. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on. Just I, I feel like I could talk about this forever. But dumb dee dum dum dumb stylist for you telling your client that she could leave. Yeah. Cause I feel like on this case, like the maybe the consumer, you know, is like, oh, I don't really know if I can or should or should not leave with the product on my hair. You know? But the stylist They should know. They, they should know. know better. Yeah. Especially with a chemical. Especially with bleach and lightener, dude. It's your problem. I hope you're not doing hair anymore, whoever you are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> After she left, 
She claims her scalp started to burn. Okay, so this bitch got in her car. <laughs> and in five minutes, she's like, oh, I felt like someone was pulling on my hair. And I could feel my head burning. That is exactly, quote, unquote, what she said. <laughs> what she said. Holy cow. So did you not turn around and like be like, oh, this is bad. Maybe I should go back. <sighs> okay. So then this is where it gets really good. And confusing. So five minutes turns into within an hour. (laughs) (laughs) What? Woman claims her head started burning. She said the stylist removed the foil and washed the product out of her hair and gave her two ibuprofen pills. Okay. Fuck. (laughs) Here's even a little bit more where I'm like, wow. Not only did you put bleach on her hair, but you put foil too, which foil is a heat conductor. So you intensified that bleach <laughs> process on her head. <laughs> Good job. And by the way, you can go home and pick up your daughter. That's only going to take about five minutes. Mm-hmm. That really took an hour. So this is where I have the biggest question. Was it on scalp or was it in foils? I, you if know, it was in foils, did it bleed out? Possibly, but I think she was doing a bleach and tone if, from what I read on one of them. Oh, really? Yeah, so I think maybe she was doing, you know, like maybe, well, she's doing like a platinum card technique, but then oh, like. Jesus. But then if you think about it, okay, you have foil, it's a heat conductor. Um, I don't know too much about this lightener. I'm not, um, you know, too educated on that specific brand, but there are some lighteners. That specifically say that it's not for on scalp, um, on scalp, or it'll also say it's not to be placed in a foil, or not to be put in a heater or you know dryer. So there's rules to a lot of these products we use, but a lot of us don't read the crap. We're just like, oh, we're just gonna <laughs> eh, just slap it on. Yeah. Um, if I do remember correctly, this one did say that it could be used off and on scalp. Because but with what developer? So most that never was brought up. Most lightener companies or brands, they're going to tell you, and this is just a general overview. It's not all the brands, but they will tell you you can only use twenty volume on the on scalp. scalp. Yeah, that is the max. Do most of us use more than twenty on scalp? Absolutely. <laughs> um, should we? Not all the time. You know, we break rules and stuff like that. But this is where, you know, a case of, like, I just, I'm still pointing the finger at the stylist at this point because you let her leave the salon. That's where you went wrong. And then t- you gave her two ibuprofen pills? Dude, you needed to go get a freaking burn treatment yeah. at CVS. And put that on her scalp immediately. Holy crap. Okay. Claims she spent several days and weeks in and out of the emergency rooms where doctors told her she had third-degree chemical burns. I don't... Wh- what are the different uh, chemical... Or, I guess, um, degrees, the, degrees of... Degrees of burns. I'm pretty sure third is the worst because she um, is permanently going to be, they said, I think, bald in that spot. Like, she's going to have to get a lot of hair transplants and skin grafts and all this other stuff. And you say this smiling. 
Because <laughs> I, I want to laugh so bad because, holy shit. <laughs> okay, this is not, not a funny situation. It's not funny. At all. No. It really isn't. Okay, so the woman has filed a $1 million lawsuit in damages against the salon owner, mm-hmm. Pravana, and Hinkle. Which, why the salon owner? That wasn't the person doing the service. It might be because, um, I don't know about, like, maybe in Texas or wherever she's at, there might be, like, it could be a commission salon where she's she an employee. Oh, she was booth rent. Yeah. Oh, no. That's to be on the stylist, hands that should down. should be all I, on the stylist. I feel like this is just pointing to the stylist. Yeah. Hands down. You know what? So I was, okay, so um, so Pravana is the brand that was used. Hankel is the corporation or company that owns Pravana. So Hankel's kind of like your L'Oreal's. Yeah. yeah. They own everything. Um, so do I think it's, do I think it's salon owner's fault? No. Do I think it's Pravana's fault? No. Do I think it's Hankel's fault? No. I think this is the stylist's fault. And when I was thinking about this, I was wondering why this lady was going after, you know, the Pravana and the Hankel. Uh, and I, what I, all I can think about is that maybe this uh, client knows that this booth runner does not have any liability insurance. Which, if you are a booth runner, you should have that. You should have one hundred percent, hands down insurance in yeah. case of stuff like this happening there's actually a really great uh cheap inexpensive insurance that you can get it's like 200 dollars a year uh that's specific to hairdressers mm-hmm. um and i'm sure you can shop around probably spend a little bit more but you can have a two million dollar policy for 200 dollars a year yep it's not that expensive people so it, definitely protect yourself um but in this case i think the i think the client just knows that this lady has the stylist doesn't have any money so she's like okay let me go after the big boys because i know i'm gonna get my one mil that and then they're also trying to claim that it was a bad batch of bleach uh no yeah I'm like, no no there's no way is that a possibility yeah but but that bad like really no because then we would we would hear of all sorts of different cases yeah this wouldn't this be the only one yeah because the only way i could see this is being a, a severely bad batch and i and i say severely bad batch <laughs> in this case is that uh maybe the powder had like high ammonia content or something like that but that is not it's just like that's so like i think it was i think this bitch didn't mix it up properly and told her to leave and Totally, it was misused. Yeah, it just sounds like user error. I really want to know who the stylist is. I really do. I'm just <laughs> like, I, I just want to know. Because, like, holy crap, man. Like, there's so much information. There's education available at your fingertips online. Like, learn how to use your product and know that you can't leave, let your client leave. Like, No. Dude, like, this makes me mad. Because, like, when I read... Because <laughs> the, first, the first line is... The woman says the stylist told her she could leave for five minutes to pick up her hair. That's where you went wrong. Yep. Hairstylist. Again, where it all went downhill. In Houston, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like I said, this is a kind of an ongoing thing. But Hankel, who owns Pravana, has commented um, on this lawsuit. And they've basically stated that 
We care deeply about people who use our products. We have not been contacted by this individual or either of the two law firms. Therefore, we have no information about the situation, cannot comment on this person's experience. We welcome contacts through our call line to address questions and comments. Well, I just want to say, Hankel, I got your back. Because <laughs> this is not Hankel and Pravana, I got your back because this is not either. Like, that's, that's not just, their fault. No, not at all. Okay. So, Yadira, is this service safe to do? Duh, if it's done right. <laughs> just always keep in mind, lightener is always bleach, and it is still a chemical. As long as your stylist knows what they're doing and is following the rules, you're good. Don't be leaving with no chemicals on your scalp. Absolutely. And also, the chemicals should be left to the licensed professional to handle and not up to the clients to decide whether or not they should, you know, leave to go pick up. Like, if you're going to make an appointment, like, know that you're going to be there yeah. to, to finish your service for however long it's going to take. And if you do need to go pick up your daughter for whatever said purpose. Somebody else is going to do it. Yeah, someone else can do it or wait till the chemical service is done processing, wash that bitch out, throw some conditioner in it, and go pick up your daughter. <laughs> done. <laughs> All right, so next is strokes and shampoo bowls, which sounds <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> Do you want to hear my, t- my Tina story? Wash me, I'm dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy Tina removed some color out of Savannah's hair the other day. And I was like, yeah, just rub it out real good. And I was like, uh, <laughs> rubbing it out. <laughs> Your mind. (laughs) At the bottom of that bowl. (laughs) Okay, so back in... Oh my god. Strokes. So there was a stroke. (laughs) I can't even say this now without like trying to like... (laughs) Okay. This lady... (laughs) Had a stroke. It's not funny. Because... Of the shampoo bowl. It's the only way I can say it non-dirty. Okay. (laughs) So back in March of 2016, and this happened in California, a woman sued a beauty salon because she was getting her hair washed that basically nearly killed her. So this is actually something I personally could relate to almost not really in the stroke sense but dude i can't say stroke without laughing now okay so she goes my face is like that um but this is something i can relate to because i would always get pain a pain in the neck from shitting shampoo i can't look at you he said shitting shampoo This whole part of the segment is just going downhill, like the rest of those stories. Okay, so basically here are the details. Actually, you share the details, you dear. I need to get these giggles out. (laughs) So two weeks after the salon visit, the woman gets a stroke. Um, Doctors did a CT can, (laughs) CT can, a CT scan that revealed that an artery in her neck had been damaged by leaning back in the beauty parlor's shampoo chair and sink. Her doctors determined it was the position of her head in a wash basin. I like how they're, like, using all sorts basin. of different... Basin or basin? Basin. Basin. 
I can't read. That properly caused a blood blood <laughs> clot leading to a stroke. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> So this is the part where I'm saying that I can relate to it because uh, when I get my hair shampooed in the bowl, my, I, not now because the bowls we have in our salon now, they actually have like these built-in headrests, which takes the pressure off 100% off the neck. So mm -hmm. you're just like, it's like laying on a pillow or kind of like a pretty firm pillow. Yeah. But when I would get my hair washed in a traditional hair basin, my, I literally, the way I would describe it to people is like, I felt like the blood was getting cut off to my brain. And it totally was. It, yeah, it totally was. There's, I, I probably have like whatever kind of same build of neck that this lady has or something. <laughs> I don't know. Cause some people don't complain about it, but I literally would feel like my head would be so heavy and I just needed to sit up because I wasn't getting the oxygen to my brain. Yeah. So I think I noticed the most of that when we were back at Ulta. Something about those bowls, they were so tight around the neck mm -hmm. that when I would lift up a client to like clean the back of their head or their neck just to like wipe off whatever color residue that they would have on their skin, I would notice that you could see the imprint of the cape. So there would be like a bunch of red spots. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. That it looked almost like blood vessels bursting. The only way I could lean back in bowls like that would be if I was resting my occipital on it, which is pretty kind of high up on your head when you think about it. Yeah. So you know like where the it's almost like your bone kind of protrudes right behind your ears. Like that's where I could put the pressure on and it was fine, but if it was like my neck, I It was too much. I, yeah. And some people thought I was crazy, but I'm like no, dude, like I am in pain, like I can't. And then this happened. Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, like this is a real thing. Like there's an artery that goes right in that area. So pretty interesting. So is, is this possible that this could have happened, that someone could get a stroke from getting a hair wash? Totally. So it says that when your neck is hyperextended over the edge of shampoo bowl, the pressure and or whiplash motions on your neck can lead to a tear in the vertebral vertebral artery which supplies blood to your brain i mean because you know there's lots of shampoo bowls out there there's lots of hair salons people get their hair shampooed all the time and they don't have the nice fancy ones we have here at rebel femme salon but <laughs> how common can this occur it is extremely rare the condition has a nickname actually okay it is called Beauty Parlor Stroke Syndrome. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> this whole podcast got effed up. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. So, basically, it's extremely rare, but it can also occur with other common activities, such as Sneezing, coughing, vomiting, painting a ceiling. We did that in here. Yeah, and that actually really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and practicing yoga. Yeah, because you're like doing all this stretching, leaning back, arching, all this other crap. So basically, you shouldn't do any of these things. Basically, you should live in a bubble. Wait, so you can get a stroke from sneezing? That's what this says. Wow. Wait, so where'd you get this info from? Uh, CBSnews.com. And Mercola.com. 
What's Mercola? Are these viable sources, Yudira? Mercola was actually a site that was pretty, what's the word? Informative. Okay. Because then it went to go on into other articles about nail salons. Okay. Which I just stopped at because that just sounded yeah. all so gross. Nail salons are, that's a whole other topic. And disgusting. Okay. <laughs> so with this shampoo bowl thing, what can either the consumer or the stylist do to help prevent this if they don't have the fancy bowls? They were saying to wrap or make little uh, towel pillows okay. to put underneath your neck just to add some extra support. Okay. I could see that because that's kind of what I used to do, and it would help tremendously. Mm-hmm. So that way it wasn't like porcelain to my scalp <laughs> or neck. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to add to this strokes in the shampoo bowl? So this woman wasn't the only one. Oh, okay. There were multiple cases of this. Where, um, where, where were these other cases done at or seen at? Midwest a lot, and I can't remember. I don't remember specific states. But if you look it up on Google, it's more than this story pops up. And oh, they all wow. happened around this time frame, which is really weird. And springtime? No, like, <laughs> the time frame that this happened to this lady. Oh, okay. I'm like, <laughs> Back in 2016. I got really confused. <laughs> I'm like, is there what? something in the weather? <laughs> Is it the super bloom again? <laughs> so I'm wondering if this just kind of became a trend of people like, you know, pinpointing it to their stroke to going to the beauty salon because of the story that happened here in California. Yeah. Because it's not something like, because if you're getting a stroke like two weeks later, that would be kind of difficult to like pinpoint it. Exactly. To where, that. when it started. Yeah. I would say, you know, for me, you know, kind of how you said wrapping up the towel, that's helped me before, but also just kind of being like aware of your body because Mm -hmm. if you truly feel like you're being uncomfortable in any aspect, whether it's chemicals on your scalp or um, needles on your face, (laughs) needles on your face, um, maybe you see something kind of unclean in the salon or maybe, you know, your neck is really hurting you while in the shampoo bowl. Don't be afraid to speak up because we can't help you unless you let us know. Um, but definitely just being, you know, self-aware of your body and like how you're feeling, but I could totally see this happening. And then two of, you know, styles is giving like a nice, good shampoo, (laughs) moving your head around, bouncing. (laughs) Totally. So these are all things that can happen in your hair salon, which is, again, kind of a scary thing, right? Yeah. (laughs) So the bottom line here is safety is sexy. So be safe and be sexy. (laughs) (laughs) This wraps up our podcast for today. Um, Make sure to subscribe and leave a comment um, or rate us (laughs) on iTunes. It would be greatly appreciated. And we will see you. We will see you next week. We gotta get these noodles out. I just read what I wrote down here. Be safe because safety is sexy and your mother's taught you better. Possibly. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>